Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! And welcome to another exciting edition of Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. NFL Conference Championship Weekend. I am Joe Galina. As always, joined by my buddy, the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day. Jim, how's it going? Exactly, man. Exactly. And uh, you're excited to have uh, George Kurtz with us today as well. George, what's going on? Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, you know, getting ready for Championship Sunday here. I'm trying to get over the flu as well. It's been, a, been an interesting oh, week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, thanks for uh, for joining you didn't us. Get I know your you, flu shot? He probably did. The That's why he got the flu. <laughs> the flu shot is what caused this. Yeah, I'm actually my daughter. My wife gave my daughter the flu shot, which, of course, gave her the flu. Now, my daughter, mm-hmm. guys, is not, not, the, not the biggest sports fan. She's 12. You know, but, she was, but last weekend, you know, she, she spent, you know, you know, kids are when they're sick. They want to spend, the, they want to be close to a parent. And yeah, she yeah. spends the entire weekend watching the games with me. And I kept trying, oh, wow. you sure you don't want to go inside? You sure you don't want to go inside? You sure you want to go to your room? You know, because I knew it was coming, man. I knew it was coming. I'm like, you're going to get me sick. And sure enough, <laughs> yeah, come, come Monday, yeah, I got it. So uh, thank you so much, Dakota. Appreciate it. Daddy loves you. Thanks. The only, re- <laughs> the only reason I asked that question is because I don't get flu shots, and I'll tell you why. When I Way back, I, we're talking probably 30 years ago, uh, probably actually more than that because I was in high school. Um, by the, the spring week off was coming up, and the Friday before the spring break, I got my flu shot. Mm. Well, for the entire spring break, Break time, I lost my hearing from that flu shot. I couldn't hear a damn thing. So for that entire week, I wasn't allowed to go out of the house because I couldn't hear. And (laughs) unfortunately, of course, my hearing came back on Sunday night. Mm. <laughs> Just in time Just to go back time. to school. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's. And I've heard of people like getting symptoms of the flu, you know, that lasts for a day or so. But to actually get full blown flu, flu uh, from the shot, you know, that's that's very surprising. Well, that's uh, what they're giving you in the shot is the flu. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, George, hope you're feeling better, and I hope your daughter is feeling better as well. Uh, maybe. Uh, oh, she's last... fine. She's <laughs> fine. <laughs> well, you know, she makes. Well, you sound kind of fine too, yelling yeah, and screaming yeah. into the microphone. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm better. We created just, uh, a young fantasy uh, expert. <laughs> maybe your daughter could uh, step into your shoes. It could be a little father-daughter tandem here. I, listen, that I, would I was be surprised unique, she made it, it through the entire weekend. Watch, she, mm-hmm. she watched the games, too. I mean, uh, I mean, she fell asleep here and there, but she did watch them. Uh-huh. She understands the game somewhat, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't, I, I'm pretty sure it's the first time she's ever watched a, a, a complete game. That would mm-hmm. be, uh, yeah, she sees a quarter here, a quarter there. But, uh, yeah, she's What were her entire, thoughts the on the weekend. Cowboys? How did uh, she? Uh, did she? Was she able to console you? Or, I mean, uh, maybe you didn't throw out as many expletives as, as the game uh, transpired last weekend. Well, that's true. That's something I learned once. When I started having kids, you really can't. Uh, you can't yell at TV like you used to. You know, uh, you know my, my wife. Don't, say, don't, you, uh, don't you just have to say earmuffs and then yell? Uh, <laughs> yeah, earm- earmuffs ain't gonna do it. Uh, Let's get noise cancellation here, earmuffs. But my wife always used to say she used to, because um, back before we had kids, I, I used to yell at the TV. Not really all that violently, but enough. Like, I guess like mm-hmm. a typical guy. My, my, my wife would go, you know, I, I used to hate when you do that, but then I realized, well, you're home. You know, you're not at the bar. 
You're not right. out with anybody. You're just you're just home, and you and you never take it out on anybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, and I, I, I'm like, yeah, it's a, it's a good, good way to look at it. I'm not going to get mad at you because the Cowboys are losing. Listen, the Cowboys, they the Rams were the better team last week, so it mm-hmm. made the loss much more acceptable. As far as yes. that, uh, I was surprised that the, the final score ended up being as close as it was because it, it just felt the whole game felt like, oh my God, when's this game going to end? With when, when's this game going to end? The Cowboys are not playing well. The Rams are running all over them. That's a loss that doesn't really hurt. You know, as a Cowboy fan, there've been plenty of other losses that hurt. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the only game I ever cried about in my life was the uh, the catch in San Fran. You know, that, mm. that's a one point <laughs> loss. That's when you start, you know, going, oh my God, if they just would have done this. That hurts. That Ram right. game last Saturday did not hurt. Right. So, well, well let, you know, since we're talking about it real quick, let, let's get your thoughts as a Cowboy fan. How do you think, I, I mean, the, the holes that the Rams' offensive line was opening up against your defense, which has been stellar all year against the run, how, how, do, you, how do you see that happening? How did they get that big an advantage in that game? <laughs> Hell if I know. Uh, apparently they did know the defensive signals for the Cowboys. That that came out later this week. I don't know how much of a difference that makes. It's defensive signals. You only have so many different uh, defensive line formations you're going to make there. But uh, apparently that came out. That was probably the biggest shock, Jim. As a Cowboy fan, that they and listen. I picked the Rams to win the game. I thought they'd win the game. I didn't think they'd win it that way. I thought if anything it'd be the opposite that the Cowboys would slow down the run, keep it in check, but would have problems stopping the pass. You know, that uh, maybe Goff would be able to exploit that secondary. The fact that they were able to uh, run I mean, all over Dallas. You know, if, if, if you're an old-time Dallas fan, the last time they played the Rams in the playoffs was in 1986. And I very well remember that game. I think Eric Dickinson ran for like 250 yards in that game. It was very reminiscent of that game. It just brought back bad memories. Mm. Yeah, that was tough. I never envisioned, you know, like you say, you, you know, one of the things we try to do as analysts is try to break down what we think the game flow is going to be. And I, I'm pretty sure there's nobody out there really saw them running like that, you know, 200-yard rushers in the same game against them. Just sounded absurd before the game. Yeah, no one even had C.J. Anderson. Not too many people had C.J. Anderson on their radar that, you know, uh, uh, last week. Uh, you know, I mean, we Todd Gurley was healthy, right? He was 100%. He was off the injury report. But uh, look, I mean, the Rams found something in uh, C.J. Anderson, this two-headed monster uh, coming out of their backfield. And uh, this week, they're uh, three-and-a-half-point underdogs to the home Saints uh, over under 56-and-a-half. Uh, last meeting was week nine in uh, New Orleans, and the Saints uh, beat the Rams 45-35. to We'll be breaking down that game. And then, of course, uh, that game is at 3.05 tomorrow on Sunday. And uh, the 6.40, we've got the uh, Chiefs as the home favorites, uh, three-point home favorites over the uh, Patriots. When's the last time the Patriots have been underdogs? I think it was 2014 against the Packers in Lambeau Field. But uh, uh, over-under in that game is 56 uh, George, do you think that we have the four best teams here? Are you satisfied with the four best teams as we head into, uh, you know, the uh, Super Bowl Fifty Three in a couple weeks? Well, I think it's hard to it's hard to argue against. Who are you going to say is, mm-hmm. should be one of those four teams? I mean, the Chargers we thought were, but they got their I mean, they got their doors blown off. You know, Bears mm-hmm. just didn't have the offense. They couldn't beat Philadelphia. Philadelphia and Dallas and Seattle, the other three playoff teams in the uh, Eastern, uh, they really weren't. You know, as far as yeah, great teams? No. I think the Rams and the Saints are there. Uh, Colts, maybe they're a year. It's the year behind them. Maybe they'll be, end up being one of those teams. Ravens, they got, got some issues there. Uh, Houston, same thing. So, yeah, I think the fact that I'm not surprised. The one and two seeds, again, it happens seems to be every year now. I think for what, five of the past six years now, it's still always mm-hmm. the one, two seeds that are going. Uh, that bye week, man, you can say whatever you want. That bye week is massively important. That bye week and the home game, the first home game. Mm. Mm-hmm. Definitely come, have come into play a ton lately, so I agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, great weekend for staying in uh, and, and watching football. Listen to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We'll have uh, live coverage of the games on the network, on the uh, Fantasy YouTube channel as well uh, on Sunday. So, uh, we've got uh, we've got live programming for you up until 4 p.m., uh, 
breaking down the games. Lots of prop bets. I like game, not only individual player prop bets, but Jim, we got lots of game uh, specific prop bets too uh, that we're going to be uh, focusing on. So it's going to be a fun Oh, show. yeah. Heck yeah. There's a million ways to bet this game. And, you know, you don't have to go with the obvious this time. There's so many different choices. And, you know, one of the things I like in, uh, in the Rams Saints games, they even have a number of uh, completions by the quarterback, number of attempts by the quarterback, something we really haven't seen from them all year. Yep, yep. Uh, also, I got some trivia questions that we'll sprinkle out throughout uh, a long day of programming. Uh, I believe Cam Stewart is going to be joining us, giving his take uh, on the game, uh, Jim. I think, believe at the three twenty or so, he'll be. Yeah, with us. in the three o'clock hour, he'll be joining us, uh, probably in the three twenty segment, to give us his take on some some of these betting angles. Mm-hmm. And uh, the raging be, uh, redhead. Love that guy. Love that guy. We'll be working with him tomorrow. Uh, watching the uh, AFC Championship game with him. Here, and George, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say he and I are going to do the whole segment in Taz Talk. I love it. I love it. And then, uh, yeah, uh, hopefully we can have an interpreter, right? <laughs> well, he said. <laughs> and uh, We're going to be football focused today. But, George, uh, you and I are going to talk a little fantasy baseball, baby, just a little bit. Nothing better than I love to do, let's say, a, a mock fantasy baseball draft when the snow is falling down and it's got, like, you know, 10-degree uh, temperatures outside. Listen, spring training's five weeks away. Really? I mean, it's crazy when you think about it. Yeah, I I have a couple of baseball questions for you guys. As you know, I'm you know it's been a while since I played fantasy baseball. I'm trying to break back into it this year, and I got a couple of questions for you. Um, And and if you don't mind, I'll get them out there now. Might as well talk a little bit about them now. Why not? Okay. My first question is: What position? Do you feel you when when doing a baseball draft, fantasy draft, what position do you think you have to attack the earliest? You know, like in in fantasy football, you know, most of the time it's running back. You want to get that premier running back. What right. what position is that in baseball for you? George, you have an answer, or should I uh, give, give him mine? Because yeah, it depends on the setup of your league in a way. I mean, that that first round, you're just trying to get like the best player overall, and you know, I like to get uh, in that first round uh, a, a stud player who give me uh, multi position, not multi position, but multi category, uh, as much multi category uh, oh, performance okay, wait, wait, as possible. Let, let me let, sure. let me let me redirect the question, and I'm not really asking first round. I'm like, what okay. position do do you want to attack before others do that you think might right. be harder to wait on? How about that? But this season's going to be interesting, and maybe George could uh, come in on this as well. But because starting pitching is going to be very, very interesting this year, because you know Tampa Bay last year started instituting uh, uh, situations where they would start a reliever in a lot of their games, have them pitch maybe an inning or two, then bring in uh, further relievers to finish off their game. And you got to say, there's probably going to be some copycatters doing that. So it's going to be a little bit more difficult to find that starting pitcher that'll give you like the 200 innings pitched this year. So to me, I'm I'm paying a little special attention to starting pitching. uh, And also depending on the way your league is configured, you know, if you need to to roster and start, let's say, five uh, outfielders uh, every week. Uh, outfielders get get thin fast when you need to find five good ones. But, George, what do you think? I'm not so much worried about starting pitching. I mean, uh, I get your point, Joe. Tampa Bay doing what they did, and maybe another team or two follows it, but there's not going to be a lot of teams doing that. And very few teams are going to have anywhere near the Yankee bullpen where they can pull a starter at the four or five innings on a consistent basis and still do well. Uh I, I get where Jim's going with here. Position scarcity, what position you are going to run out of players where maybe you want to make sure you get one. I mean, the position that comes to mind quick is catcher, but I don't draft catchers early. I just don't care. You know, I, I think catchers in fantasy baseball, most leagues, not all, but most play two. I think it's idiotic. You know, you're in a 12-team league. There are not 24 catches to go around. There are 12 catches to go around. <laughs> so I think uh, it's, it's crazy. I'll, I'll live with two bad ones. Hell, I've gone in with catcher in a, in a fantasy league where I've – I have one decent catcher, and my second catcher might be a minor leaguer you know, that might hmm. get called up in July, a, a good top minor leaguer that might get called up in July. The reason for that I is like simple. That. Yeah. My second catcher is going to suck anyway, probably going to hurt mm-hmm. my average. You know, uh, granted, I'll, I'll lose some counting stats, RBIs, home runs, but I'd rather have the average protected 
than I worry about six home runs and, you know, 24 RBIs. I'll have to make up for that someplace else. Uh, I mean, with Jim, first base is not as deep as we think it is. Right. So that's a position I like to hit uh, to make sure I get one. What I, this is why we have tiers. Yeah, there's, it's not like it, baseball is not like football. There's no running back. Oh, we got to get a running back first round, or at least in the first two picks. There's, there's nothing like that in baseball. But this is why we have tiers in baseball. Because you look at first base like Goldschmidt, Freeman, Rizzo, Votto, Bellinger. After that, it gets a little questionable. Think about that. I only named five. You know, then, you, then you go down to Encarnacion, Abreu. Okay, maybe Abreu's in that top five. Olsen, Ag- these are your first basemen that are there. Desmond, Santana. So, Jim, to answer your question, first base. I am not going to get left out of first base. Yeah. Okay, cool. It seems That's- that a lot of the first basemen that I'm looking at, too, af- after those, those few that you mentioned, George, a lot of them are, uh, you know, the, the multi-position guys. You know, like, uh, you know, I, I don't know, like, you know, talking for eligible at first base, like Jose Martinez, you know, He's going to hit some home runs, hit for average, but, it, you know, his his fielding, is that going to keep him out of the lineup a little bit? You worry about at-bats there. But I, I kind of get what you're saying, George, about uh, first base being a little, uh, you know, a position where you might want to hit first. I mean, then you mentioned Joey Votto. I mean, we'll talk about this later if you want, but yeah, Votto, big question mark, really took a big, big uh, downturn last season uh, with power numbers. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Okay, I got one more quick question. What about closers? I'm hearing, you know, closers are a pain in the butt uh, to to keep any good closers on your team. Is that a position where you might want to punt closers and just take whatever's left? George is the closer guy. I never never punt closers. Guru. I, I'm never going to punt it, but I'm, once again, I'm not spending a fifth-round pick on Kimbrel or Edwin Diaz or whoever your top clo- Chapman, whoever your closers might be. The biggest problem there, Jim, is that, and I say it every year, out of the top 30 closers in the Major League Baseball, by June, half will have lost their job, either through poor performance or injury. You can wait on closers. Just be very active on the waiver wire. Yeah, cool. you got to save you. a lot of that fab budget, Jim. Uh, pick up those closes that emerge as the season wears on but when we come back we'll be talking nfl football weekend fantasy did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning fantasy sports radio network listen on the iHeartRadio app the TuneIn radio app or download the fantasy sports radio network app the fantasy sports radio network is the only totally free 24 7 365 fantasy sports network of its kind without a subscription check out youtube live on the fantasy sports network youtube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts or tell everyone that you disagree call into your favorite show and ask your question the number is 844-84-FNTSY that's 844-843-6879 the fantasy sports radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update Is this uh, Mr. Sean Angle Producer extraordinaire Is this Radio Gaga By the by, by Queen It is You are it correct It is indeed Oh yeah, I've been By the way This is a, a, Go ahead This yeah. is my phone ring By the way uh, When a certain really? person That we all know Yeah When a, when a certain <laughs> person That we all know Calls Lady us. Gaga Is it Corey? Lady Gaga When no. she calls you No it's Corey It must be Corey <laughs> no, no, no. It's not, not the fancy executive. It's someone that I know Jim and I have worked with. No, the oh, king gets Tony one of the Monday Night Football theme. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine why you would have that song for Tony Sincata. I can't imagine. <laughs> Did you guys see uh, Bohemian Rhapsody? I actually saw it, and I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. I haven't seen it yet. I definitely do want to see it, though. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite bands. Yeah, yeah. George, I'm, with Jim, I'm with Jim there. It's one of my favorite bands as well, but I have not mm-hmm. seen it. The only thing I've, I've heard is a good movie, but I've heard yeah, if, if you it. know Queen, that if, mm-hmm. if you know Queen, though, you know the history, you'll be a little bit of no- annoyed as they did take some, some licenses and change things around a little bit. But other than that, yeah, I heard it's a good flick. 
I yeah, still kind of want to see it myself that. too. Actually, I've yeah. been interested in seeing it, especially because I really enjoy Queen out there too. So, uh, should yeah. be pretty cool. I heard Rami Malek, yeah. uh, the guy who plays oh. Freddie Mercury, does a good job too. You know, I, I you know I don't know much about these nomination things and everything, but I, I was telling my wife uh, that I, I think he should be nominated for an Oscar. I mean, he really I think he won a Golden Globe. So, uh, I mean, I liked it. And to your point, George, you know, I like Queen. I like their music a lot, but I'm not like a, a fanatic where I know their whole story. So yeah, that's what uh, I was going to say as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, if it's a little off, you know, it's just it's, it's Hollywood, baby. It's Hollywood. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm uh, the same way. I like the music. I don't really get invested <laughs> in the history of bands and stuff. I never did. I, you know, I love the music. I love the music. That's what I listen to. I'm not really, you know, all the rest of this stuff is superfluous to me yeah yeah but uh hey guys uh, if you uh if you like queen I, I i recommend it so uh that's my little two cents there uh so why don't we get uh, started we, we talked a little baseball before we'll go back to that a little bit later but uh why don't we start with uh, the news uh, that's broken over the past week and of course we're gonna you know break down uh, the uh nfc and nfc championship games as well but uh let's talk uh leonard fournette has uh, been in the news this week uh, head coach of the Jaguars, Doug Barone, uh, felt good. He said he felt good after he had kind of a uh, clear the year kind of meeting with Fournette. He felt it was productive, and he thought that Fournette, you know, he didn't want to speak for him, but he felt that Fournette uh, kind of, you know, felt good about it as well. Uh, you know, basically, uh, overall, I guess what I'm trying to get through in this segment is, where does Fournette end up next year? I mean, are the Jags going to you know, seek some relief from this guy? I mean, uh, push him on to someone else? I mean, uh, look, I mean, we, we all know, uh, uh, you know, his, what happened with him in terms of, uh, you know. Being an idiot. Just, exactly. I mean, suspended without pay for leaving the bench uh, in that Bills game, right? Uh, contributed to their loss to the Bills. Uh, he's had, you know, different issues. Uh, he, Injury issues, missed seven games due to injuries. Actually ended the season heavier than when he reported for training camp and he acknowledged that uh, he could be in better shape. So basically uh, the uh, the uh, Jags uh, have notified uh, him that the suspension this season voided the remaining guarantees of his four-year contract. Uh, and, uh, you know, they confirmed that they're trying to avoid the $7 million in guarantees. Uh, he's filed a grievance. But... Basically, guys, and I'll start with you, Jim. What do you do with this guy, Fournette, uh, in terms of if you're the Jags? Well, they they did say they had a meeting with him and, you know, came out on the other side and everything seemed to be good. And Yeah, that's coach speak. Who, who knows what the real fact is? Corey actually had a good take on this in the frenzy this week. You know, we know that the Jaguars hired uh, ex-Vikings offensive coordinator, coordinator John DiFilippo, who is known yep. uh, from his work and what he did in Philly with Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. And mm -hmm. Corey, you know, why why not, if you're Jaguars, why not make the trade and you give up Fournette and get Foles back? They need a quarterback. If they're not happy with Fournette, why not try and move him? The Eagles need a, a good running back. So maybe that trade works. But I got to say, while I, I like to you know, Foles going to DiFilippo, I don't think Foles fits what they're doing on offense unless they try to change that mold. Yeah, I mean, they've been, tried to be, at least for the last couple of years, a power running game. And that's not mm -hmm. really what you want to do with Foles. You know, right. you want to let Foles go and, you know, be able to throw the ball downfield. So it would be interesting to me, at least, to see if, if Filippo, DiFilippo tries to change that more to a passing offense or if they do indeed stay a running game. Uh, if they do, you know, want to go to a passing offense, making that trade for Fournette for Foles might be a very good idea. Yeah, not, not a bad idea. I, I, I kind of feel that they went to that power running game because of, of Blake Bortles, right? The, the fact that they didn't trust uh, Bortles. But, uh, George, what do you think uh, in terms of, uh, you know, the DiFilippo coming over and, uh, you know, the opportunity to maybe, you know, entice uh, Nick Foles to come over in terms of, you know, what, what do you think about what uh, Jim had just said? Well, I think Jim's right. I mean, there's nothing really to argue with that. There, uh, they did have that meeting, and that a lot of that probably is just PR and cover-up. Once again, to raise his trade value. Uh, it's sort of what the Steelers are going to have to do with Antonio Brown as well. They got to come to a meeting of the minds here. If he's lying to everybody, because right now you've heard his trade value by pretty much telling everybody, yeah, we, we're probably going to move him. You know, I think they, they want to move on from Fournette. I do. 
He'll, he'll be in the third year of a uh, four-year, $27.15 million contract. Not terrible. When you think about it, two years, $13 million approximately left, $14 million. So uh, it's movable. Will the Eagles make sense? Sure, they need a running back. Hell, they forgot about Josh Adams the past two playoff games. Didn't even bother with him. So they don't yeah, have a running back. at all. <laughs> right? I mean, Fournette would help there, he would think. And, uh, but the problem is, you know, do you want to trade for a back who's hurt a lot? And it's always right. leg injuries. Not, ex- not exactly a good thing there. But then again, Foles is an extra. But any team acquiring Foles has to be like, he can he pretty much opt out of his contract. So you have to sign him. On, it's almost a sign-and-trade. So it's, it's a very weird dynamic. But I think Jacksonville's the only team that might be able to pull this off because of Filippo and having worked with Foles in the past. Foles almost retired before going back to Philadelphia. This right, is not right. someone who I think is going to go out there on the market and want to go to the, you know, the, whatever team gives him the most money, like most quarterbacks mm-hmm. do every year or most free agents do every year. I think he's got to be very specific. Uh, Jacksonville does make some sense. Listen, I don't think staying with Philadelphia on a, I don't want to call it a sweetheart deal, but a, a decent deal is out of the range either. Not that he would start there, but I, I don't think he's about the money. I don't. I think uh, the fact that he, uh, uh, the union's going to pressure him to want him to go for the most money, you know, for you know, for the other members and keep you know, all that stuff we hear every year. So I think that's where this really comes into here. I think the trade makes sense. I do, and I think it's uh, it might be the only trade that makes sense here. It's sort of good for both teams. Jacksonville gets rid of Fournette, gets rid of their headache. Eagles get their quarterback, and they get something for Nick Foles. Now, just saying. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut in, but ju- just to put into some sense here, the one problem here is going to be for Jacksonville, and it's going to be the problem for them all off season, is they're very tight against the cap. Uh, they yes. have very limited room there, no no real room. So they are absolutely going to have to make some moves to create some space uh, if they do want to bring Foles in. Uh, and maybe that you know falls under that same category. Now, the one thing with Foles is, you know, er- I keep hearing that he wants to start, and I don't blame him. He wants to start. Um, you know, he got off to a great year his first year, and then, of course, he went to Jeff Fisher, and we saw what happened there. Jeff Fisher, the, the king of eight and eight teams that just were – players go to die um, and that's what happened to Nick Foles uh, Fisher basically just wrecked his career and now he's finally starting to you know get some buzz about him so more than likely he's going to want to go somewhere where he has a chance to start and that you know Jacksonville he would absolutely get that oh, chance absolutely. especially yeah. with the D Filippo so I, I get that sense now on the other side of the coin the Eagles are trying to create some good sense here too because we heard this morning that uh, the Eagles he had a incentive on his contract that if he played 33% of the snaps and they made it to the playoffs, he would get a $1 million bonus. He missed that 33% by four snaps. Talk about four Foles, lousy right? snaps. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. Foles. And he would have gotten that $1 million incentive. Well, the Eagles today turned around and paid him a $1 million signing bonus because he didn't hit that incentive and because of what he did. So they're create, trying to create some you know, some good feelings here as well. And smart move for a mm-hmm. team like this. Yeah, you know, cost him a million dollars, sure. But, you know, mm-hmm. just the fact that, you know, other players on the team see that they're making this step in the right direction and treating a player good always helps. Uh, it's never a bad thing for players to feel that you're going to get respect from the ownership of a team. So it's a good move in that respect as well. Um, you know, we all know the fact that, you know, he, he's got a you know uh, an upgrade coming up that they can pick up on his contract. Uh, they can tag him, but he can also buy out of it for $2 million. $2 million. So, mm-hmm. he can, so he can go somewhere else. So it's going to be an interesting decision. But if I'm Foles, I probably want to start somewhere. Uh, I don't want to sit behind Carson Wentz. We know that Philly wants to move with Carson Wentz, and I can't blame him. Uh, the kid is a wonder, except he's got to stay healthy and on the field. But at mm-hmm. the same time, if you can get anything for Foles right now, you got to take it. It is interesting that, you know, last year, you know, I, I, Foles signed this contract with the Eagles. I know basically it's it's a one-year contract, but it, it's interesting now that it's coming out, and I don't know if it's the media even or if, if maybe they're pushing Foles because it seemed like he, he didn't care whether or not he was the starting quarterback or not. But now, you know, you hear whispers that, that he'd prefer to be the starting quarterback, and, uh, you know, there was some talk also just among analysts whether or not, you know, Foles would make more sense as the Eagles' starting quarterback uh, going forward, but the Eagles publicly uh, announced that Wentz is their guy going forward. How do you feel about that decision, George, in terms of, uh, do you think the Eagles are uh, making the right move in terms of anointing Wentz as their uh, starting quarterback going forward? I think it was a smart move 
<laughs> I think I think definitely was. I don't think he wanted to go into the off season with you know especially the Philadelphia media going out. Oh, who's going to start? Yeah. Who's going to yeah. start? This, right, that, that'd be a nightmare. Uh, listen, I, I know I played this game with Jim uh, on one of the one of the Sunday night shows I covered with Scott months ago. Uh, well, not months, weeks ago. Uh, you know, if, if you are the GM there, and you know, all right, we'll give you four net. I, I, like I said, Ramsey and two number twos for Wentz, and this way mm-hmm. Philadelphia would keep Foles. Would you do it? You know, and uh, it's, 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 I don't think it's an easy choice here, but mm-hmm. when they've groomed Wentz to be a superstar. Foles, I don't know if you guys heard the promo. You'll hear it during the, you know, your six hours on today. You're, you're going to hear it of Dane Martinez. Uh, I guess well, he said it sometime during the week, and I think he put it almost perfectly. Uh, that listen, Foles has had a couple of uh, a couple of nice stretches where he's mm-hmm. just been outstanding. You know, and he and he has been. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, and Dane compares him to Ryan Fitzpatrick earlier this year, where Fitzpatrick was lights out, but over a long season, those warts are gonna are gonna show. And I think that's what what I what I feel here. I think uh, you know he's had a great. Great run. Great Super Bowl run last year. Great little playoff mm-hmm. run here or a good little playoff run here. Uh, maybe maybe this would be a different uh, topic if Alshon Jeffrey doesn't drop that ball. You know, maybe, yeah. we, maybe we're revisiting yeah. this in, in a week or two. But he did. And I think it's, in some ways that saves Philadelphia here. Uh, I think Foles, I agree. Oh, I so I, agree with that sentiment. Just what you said. I, you know, I know – wait, just real quick. I know Philadelphia wanted to win the Super Bowl, but I, I bet they're <laughs> almost relieved that he didn't get him there because right. that would – I mean, that would open up the can of worms. Uh, Philly fans would go nuts. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And they might rightfully go nuts. I mean, wow, guy, if a guy would have won or even gotten to two Super Bowls, won one, and then you're going to let it. Oh, my God. That would have been interesting. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I think what, what Dane said is, and like I said, I agree with you. You, you say go to Nick Foles. If you, can't, if you can trade him for something, great. If you can't, thank you so much. You'll never have to worry about buying your, uh, a meal here again. But, you know, mm-hmm. hey, don't let yeah, the door hit I, you on yeah. the way out. I'm with you on that. I agree with what Dane said. I heard, I heard that promo. And, uh, you know, it's, there's some players, uh, quarterbacks, that are just better coming off the bench and, you know, just playing for short spurts of time. And, uh, and you mentioned Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, almost like a perfect example. Uh, a guy that comes off the bench gives your team a little spark, but, you know, not really a long-term option. See, I, I, man, I, I so disagree with that. We haven't really seen him as a long-term option yet. He's only had, you know, of recent memory anyway, these chances to play in these big games. And I'll tell you what, he has shown that he's a big game player. He likes to play those big games. He definitely steps up in those big games. And to me, that, that that's a sign of a winner. I like guys who say, look, we're in a big game. Give me the damn ball. I like that attitude. And that's what he brings. He, he definitely, I mean, if Alshon Jeffrey catches that ball right in his hands, you know, absolutely they're on a chance yeah, to, to yeah. score, possibly win that game, and him moving into this week, which would, would have knocked everybody's socks off going into New Orleans and beating them like that. Um, so I, I get that. But, man, I, I just want to see him on a decent team, have a full season, and really see what he could do. That first year he had before he got into Jeff Fisher's hands, he had a good season. He played good football. I want to see that again. He's still young enough where he could get you know, four or five good years in with somebody. I want to mm-hmm. see that chance. Yeah, his best season, 2013, uh, played in 13 games. Uh, ten starts was eight and two. That was the year he had the twenty-seven touchdowns, two interceptions. So uh, yeah, then uh, I guess when he got in uh, Jeff uh, Fisher's hands was four and seven. Uh, like everybody starts. else that played for <laughs> <Yeah>. Jeff Fisher, <laughs> seven touchdowns and uh, ten interceptions. So uh, I guess it remains to be seen. But uh, so let me let me ask you guys a question. Let me ask you a question. Sure. If it's not Jacksonville, if, uh, let's say let's say he leaves Philadelphia, he's going to choose free agency. He wants to start blah blah, which I think is going to happen. Uh, if not Jacksonville, where? Yeah, that is definitely the question. Uh, let's see. Well, I, I know, did a, I, I did a I quick mean, little look. I, I I only see six teams that need a quarterback, which is Cincinnati, Miami's Jacksonville, Washington, Miami, Denver, Giants. Miami, Denver, Giants. I don't want him coming in. I don't. Th- I, I, it won't I, be I with Giants. I, it won't be with Giants. Yeah, I, I think that's a lateral move from a middle-aged white guy to another middle-aged white guy. Redskins would be young. interesting. Redskins <laughs> might be interesting. Redskins, uh, Miami mm-hmm. would be another place. I think he could land. They they do have you know some talented receivers. They still need a wide receiver one, but uh, yeah, I, I think that's in play. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, Wow, um, man! It really do you want him? Really, oh, oh. If you're a team looking for a quarterback, do you want him more than a Teddy Bridgewater? 
Absolutely. Yes, now that's the question. I see. I like okay. Teddy Bridgewater. I, I know yeah. he didn't show it in this year's game. The one game he had to play, Week mm-hmm. 17, he didn't show well. I get that, but there's something about him that I really like. Um, I wouldn't mind the Jets, the Giants going out and getting him as a, a as a guy to sit behind Manning for one more year and then try to take the reins. Uh, I, I there's some. He just seems like a smart man who makes good decisions and you know that's what you really need to succeed in this league and along with a decent arm and he's got that too so i'd really i i like him i'd like to see what he can do george in the less than one minute we have left since you brought it up did you have a, a place where you thought he might be a good fit nick Foles, other than nope. the jags no nope, nope. Just bring this. I just. It's not a. Yeah, yeah. This is not a as quarterback crazier year as Panthers it was might year. be looking I, for a quarterback too. If you believe the stuff yeah, about that's a good uh, point. Cam. <laughs> but Cam, yeah. but very much being set up. I so doubt he's going to have surgery. Miss, miss the whole season. That that seems really whacked and out there. Unless that shoulder is shredded. It worked for the Colts sitting out uh, luck for a year. So we'll see. And when we they come didn't back, have a choice. Uh, yeah. When we come back, more NFL coverage. Listen to Week of Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update Extended Edition NFL Conference Championship Weekend Before we get started I, I got a quick point here on the song that he just played, "The House of the Rising Sun." This yeah, week, uh, there was—I I saw a, uh, a video. I, I think I've actually caught it on Facebook. Uh, you, you know what a Tesla coil is—that it, it shoots out electric arcs. Have you ever seen okay. the, the movie *The Sorcerer's Apprentice*? Uh, no, I have not. Okay, well, they they have these Tesla coils that they uh-huh. you know shoot out different sparks, but they had two coils set up that were set to put out the sparks in such a way that the coils themselves did the song "The House of the Rising Sun" just using wow. the, the Tesla coils. It was it was truly amazing. If you get a chance, huh. go out you know uh, YouTube it and check it out. Uh-huh. Tesla coils, "House of the Rising Sun." It was amazing. Love it, love it, love that idea. Okay, yeah, House of the Rising Sun. Uh, the, the, the the version I love is the one by the Animals. Uh, that was a cover, but a great song, really a, a moving song, right? Uh, oh, I um, agree. And, I want, uh, yeah. Definitely a favorite. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I uh, just want to remind Juggling, along with uh, the Fantasy Taz, uh, Jim Day, George Kurtz, uh, along with us. Hey, and if you like to wager on sports or never have and would like to try, head on over to BetDSI. They have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of, including sides, totals, and player props, where you can utilize your daily fantasy skills without salary cap constraints. You can even wager on esports, politics, and reality TV. Or get an edge with live betting at BetDSI, where you can wager virtually any time during the contest, capitalizing on in-game circumstances. There are so many ways you can make money. Use the promo code FNTSY101 when signing up and get a 100% bonus deposit match. So head on over and open your account at BetDSI. That's promo code FNTSY101 to get your 100% bonus deposit match. I can't wait to bet on uh, this, the, the upcoming Celebrity Big Brother show. I can't wait. I'm, I'm going to bet the house that the house burns down and they all die. The, <laughs> there you go. I know you were working on your uh, baseball skills. I wasn't aware you were working on your reality TV fantasy skills. That's impre- Now, that's impressive. Uh, George, uh, you went to a little uh, fantasy uh, reality TV as well? 
The only reality TV I watch is sports. That's it. I don't watch. Uh, yeah, me, me I've never, too. I've never seen Big Brother. Never seen Survivor or the the dancing or the singing shows. No, mm. no. I'm pretty. Uh, it's baseball, football, hockey for me uh, as far as reality. I, I like Survivor. You know, I don't like The Bachelor and all that other stuff either. But Survivor, for some reason, you know, it's just the uh, psychological maneuverings amongst the group. It's, you know, and, and you know what else, too? Uh, I guess that helps, too, is my daughter watches it. So we watch it together. So that's kind of our thing, you know, so that helps as well. But, uh, but you're right. Uh, there you go. <laughs> and there's the Survivor theme. <laughs> I, I, I'm just not a fan of reality TV. I'm with George. I just... I just can't get behind it. Well, there's a there's a new show about Staten Island that's gotten a lot of heat, uh, and uh, a lot of people want it off the air because it paints a bad picture of people from Staten Island. Now, you guys know I'm, I'm from Staten Island. I'm a good guy, right? Yeah, absolutely. No, well, probably <laughs> one of the best that's ever come out of Staten Island. <laughs> the, uh, me and Gus Edwards, right? <laughs> Uh, so uh, back to uh, football. So uh, just to finish off with the, the Leonard Fournette uh, situation, uh, in our uh, mock draft for FNTSY, he went pick number 47 overall. That was the second to last pick in round four. Uh, you know, I guess it depends on where he lands. And if he, let's say, let's assume or presume, because I hate to assume because you make an ass of you and me, but let's say he goes to Philadelphia. <laughs> what does that do to his fantasy value? Uh, do you think that uh, fourth round, second to last pick, George, uh, George, second to last pick for Leonard Fournette, uh, if he goes to Philadelphia, is a, is a good place to get him? I mean, you know how Philadelphia loves their running back by committee. Sure, I think it's a good spot. I'm like, the problem with Fournette, no matter where he lands, isn't talent. We know he has talent. The problem is, can he stay healthy? I mean, really, how many, how many games can you rely on? 10, mm. 12, 14, 16, 8? You don't know. And that's my issue with him. That's why he's a running back, too. Coming into this season, he was a running back one. He's now a running back two. Maybe he goes to the top 12, you know, low-end running back one, depending on where he ends up. But uh, I'm going to have a tough time trusting him. How about you there, uh, Taz? You feel the same way? Uh, I mean, uh, I'm He's concerned. probably not going to end up on too many of my fantasy teams. Um, yeah. More than likely, other people are going to value him higher than I do. And, and it, you know, George is right. It's because of the injuries, not because of the play. We know he can run. Um, you know, we, we know he can catch passes. We know he can be involved in all of that. But these, these foot injuries just keep, you know, cropping up from year to year. Now, mm-hmm. hopefully he can get it under control. Hopefully he can rebound. Uh, you know, I, We've seen other players in the past that started out their their careers as being getting those injuries early on. Matt Stafford was one of them. You know, early in his career, everybody thought he was going to be a total bust because he couldn't stay healthy, kept missing games, and then all of a sudden he started putting back to back years together where he was playing full slates. And you know, uh, Fred Taylor was another one like that. Started his career with you know having that injury prone tag, and then turned it around and ended up having a good career without having too many injuries towards the end of it. So hopefully he gets that done because he is a good running back but man you're right you just have to worry about it Uh, how many games do you actually get you know maybe if you draft him maybe you play it out as long as you feel you can and then try to trade him and and Mm -hmm. swap it Mm -hmm. out for somebody else hoping that you you know can change that trend but man i just don't know i think he's going to end up not being on too many of my lineups uh just because of that i think other people will value him more higher I'm with you as well. I don't picture him on too many of my fantasy teams, if at any, uh, at all. Yes, the injury uh, f- history is troubling. Uh, it dates back to when he was in college, but uh, especially if he plays with the Eagles. Look, like you said, like both of you said, he has talent. We know he has talent. Uh, the injuries are a concern, but even more so if he does end up with the Eagles, just the, the usage, does he, you know, does he get, uh, you know, 15 to 20 carries per game? So, yeah, I think we're all in the same place where uh, probably not interested in him for next year's drafts. But uh, last segment, we uh, kind of ended up talking a little bit about Cam. Cam Newton uh, got off to a good start this season. Uh, up until uh, week nine, had 15 touchdowns, four interceptions. But, but then right after that Steelers game, remember, uh, I think it was a Thursday night game, they get toasted 52-21. to 21. Some say that he, he wasn't the same after a, a tough hit from J.J. Uh, Watt's brother, T.J. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's rumors this week uh, coming out that the Ram, uh, that the 
Panthers <laughs> Rams may consider uh, shutting down camp for the entire season. I mean, uh, Panthers owner David Tepper said, hey, if you told me he took a year off and could uh, recover and be fully recovered and everything else, uh, and that's what it took, an extra year, why wouldn't you do it? So, so Jim, what do you think about uh, Cam? I mean, uh, you know, look, look at uh, what happened with the Colts when they shut down uh, Luck uh, during the 2017 season. Well, yeah, but they, they, you know, at least the Colts have a decent backup in Jacoby Brissett, who actually did a pretty good job when Luck is out. Mm. Um, you know, Panthers would probably have to find somebody else to do that. I'm not sure they're going to trust ta- uh, Taylor Heineke or uh, Kyle Allen to be able to take up the slack for a full year. But the, mm. the bigger point here is, and this was uh, the, the BFFs this week had Dr. A on from Inside Injuries, and mm-hmm. he. he he speculated that the injury to Cam's shoulder isn't as bad as what we saw with Luck. Um, so it, it's more than likely not going to lead to this scenario. And, but it, it's, a, it's a good talking point for us and, you know, good talking point for the newspapers, and that's why everybody gleaned onto it. And Oh, look, Cam might be out for a year. Eh, as of right now, it doesn't look like that's going to be the case, but you just never know. Yeah. Hey, George, were you a Cam guy in drafts? Was, was he on a lot of your teams? Uh, and does this news make you a little bit uh, more nervous? I know it's so early in the offseason, but uh, it, it, would this make you shy away from uh, taking him? I re- remember, uh, you know, Andrew Luck, it, before the 2017 season, there were uh, guys and gals drafting Andrew Luck, and then they got stuck. I mean, you, you worried about that happening? I mean, if I'm drafting right now, I can't take him. I can't. Uh, I, I agree with Jim. I don't think he's going to miss the entire season. I think something could happen, maybe, if if the rest doesn't work. Obviously, they, they're recommending rest right now. That's why he hasn't had surgery already. Am I afraid? Like, like with uh, luck, we're going to find out in six weeks from now, oh, rest didn't work. Now we need shoulder surgery. Right. You, know, you, you know, Joe, you and I are baseball guys. We know shoulder surgery is not good. Right. All right. right. Uh, in football, it's a little different. It's a little different in football. <laughs> and he's already had he's already, one, right? So this yeah, is just not a, good. So, uh, right. So uh, it doesn't matter whether, whether I'm a Cam guy or not. I am risk averse. All right. Mm-hmm. And Cam right now, if I'm, if I'm drafting right now, this is a, no, let's get a different discussion in June, July, when we know more information. But if I'm drafting right now, I'm not touching him. Quarterback is too deep. I don't need to take that chance, at least not as a quarterback one, not in a one quarterback league. If we're in a super flex league, no, then that's a little different. Yeah, it's a lot different. <laughs> hey Taz, what do you think about uh, Cam getting his first tattoo? Did you hear about that? No, Supposedly, I did not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Are you guys tattoo guys? I'm not. I, I don't. I don't have a tattoo on my body. I, don't get me wrong. I like tattoos. I like looking at them, uh, but I just never had any reason to get a tattoo. Um, I, once yeah. again, I, I'm with Jim here as well. I, I think they look. I think they look cool. I, I've thought every now and then, you know, wouldn't like uh, you know a cowboy star would look pretty good. But the bottom mm-hmm. line is this: I am not putting a needle in my body unless I have to put it in my in anywhere near my body. I'm not a big <laughs> fan of needles. I'm not. I'm not putting myself in any unnecessary pain so I can advertise my favorite sports team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say if I, if I got a, a Yan- I have no tattoos, but let's say if I got a Yankees tattoo, I'd want them to pay me for you know. You know, advertising fee or something, you know? <laughs> placement, man, yeah. placement. You'd have to hope that George Costanza was running the team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, my brother yeah, has like four. My my niece, who's like five foot, 100 pounds, is like seven of these things, including one on her, mm-hmm. her entire back. They have my, my nephew, who's, I don't know, 17, 18, is loaded. I think he has 15, a majority wow. of them about Star Wars. Wow. I mean, no, it's nice. about as nerdy as you can get, but it's like, uh, I, but, I mean, he spent thousands of dollars on this. Tattoos yeah, are expensive. Yeah, that's the other too, thing. Man. They are expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't yeah. justify Especially it. if you Probably have the big kids, color man. ones. Yeah. I, I agree with you. There's a lot of reasons not to like them, especially if you get them young. By the time you're old, they look like crap. Yeah, that's it. You gotta, you, yeah, you got to touch them up, right? Then if you get these uh, sagging skin, your your tattoo sags <laughs> uh, along with it. And, and you know, look, hey, I, I do not begrudge anyone who wants a tattoo. You know, get them; that they're great. I just couldn't come up with the, you know, it's so permanent. You know, <laughs> then you get these people that put their their boyfriend or girlfriend's name on the tattoo. Then they got to, you know, turn Oops. it into let's say a butterfly yeah, or something. Really. You know. <laughs> Uh, Better go find another significant other with the same name. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. 
that's why so, that, uh, that's why you just get it to say babe <laughs> or something like yeah, that. Thanks, yeah, babe. Yeah. Or so, you know, yeah. so good work for anybody, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe just put your own name on it, just in case you know. Let's say uh, you, somebody finds you unconscious someplace, and you know, they want to know who the heck you are, right? Then you need to go through. Sure. Put your put your phone number, and your social security number there too. There you go. <laughs> we have a, maybe emergency contact. I, I, <laughs> I, I play in a, a friends league that we've been playing for years, and every year we come up with a new and unique way to uh, to crown the, the the loser of the entire league. This Love year's loser, mm-hmm. uh, this year's loser, loser had to get a tattoo that was assigned to him by the winner. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> for one of my best friends, it was me that won. And I'm still trying to figure out the best tattoo for him yet, but it's going to be something uh, quite interesting, I'm, I assure you. I don't think I can play in a league like that, man. Not, not that I'm worried <laughs> worry about finishing last, because uh, I'll do anything I can not to finish last. But uh, <laughs> if it does happen, you know, things just all go wrong, my wife might kill me. I mean, I mean that seriously. She she would not be happy at all, depending on what you chose there. So I'd... Uh, I don't think I could do a play in a league like that just in the off chance uh, that you know things went wrong. But I, I'd be a funny guy. If I was in your uh, shoes, Jim, and you, I think you and I discussed this on one of our shows, I would probably, like, if he's a Mets fan, I'd make him get a Yankee tattoo uh, or something, <laughs> oh, something, something silly like that to really something he has to look at all the time. Well, I'm, I'm thinking about a big, big uh, bodied uh, blonde uh, with, with a different <laughs> name than his wife's. Oh boy! Oh boy! See, that's the that's the part that I might get me killed. <laughs> you also I probably get, like, won't though, but <laughs> he'll never never forget you. <laughs> yeah, he won't forget me now. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> so he's doing because he every, every couple of days. So so what am I going to get? So what am I? I don't know yet. I'm still thinking. Give me a while. I I have a month to come up with an idea. It's going to be you. Who has to pay for it? He's... Oh, he has to pay for it. He has to pay for it. I thought maybe it was a league thing, but he has to pay for it. Is there a, is it a, is there a, uh, like a top amount you're allowed? Uh, yeah, it's 200 bucks. Underneath 200 bucks. 200 bucks. Okay. So, yeah, it's, like it's going to be interesting. I haven't figured it out. But we, we do this every year. We have something new. One year I had to get half my head shaved. The other half I had to color. Paint. Oh, I remember that. And I had to wear this little thing that had these two, uh, like, bows on the top of it for a week. <laughs> I remember that. I must have seen you. We, we must have been on a podcast or something together because I remember seeing you in that. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah I, did, I, I did a couple of YouTube shows back then on, uh, with that. That, oh, that is awesome. So, if yeah, you have pictures that, post them to your Twitter account. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I have we'll plenty right of times. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, sure I posted will, right? plenty of times. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right. So... Uh, as we head out to commercial, I wanted to talk to our buddy uh, George about the uh, Cowboys uh, parting ways with their uh, offensive coordinator, Scott Linehan. Uh, George, I mean, we have uh, less than a minute left, and then we'll continue this on the other side. But you think Linehan, uh, the Cowboys' sacrificial lamb? Well, what would you, uh, Garrett, on Monday, no changes are going to be made. Right. So, Jason, right. Do, you, do you have control of the, of the staff? Mm-mm. Well, it's a collaborative. Well, that's no, Jay. That would be no. You don't have control, so you can't be making the statement. Uh, listen, I, we don't have time, so it's it's a good start. How about that? Right. All right. All right. When we come back, George will give us his take on uh, the Cowboys. I always like to talk to George about his Cowboys. Got Fantasy Taz, Jogalina, George with your weekend fantasy update. We'll be right back. George with no last name. <laughs> George Kurtz. 